Hello, my name is Nicolás Ricaurte Gallo, and welcome to the first of eight podcasts in which I will talk about the history of the Cuban Revolution, going through the pre-revolutionist Cuba and their way of economy, analyzing the early years of the revolution and the implementation of the Soviet model in Cuba. I will explore the Cuban Missile Crisis and its causes, the role of Cuba in the non-aligned movement, I'm finishing with Cuba at the end of the 20th century. These podcasts were made for exploring the Cuban Revolution history and the influence the Soviet Union had in this country. At the end of the podcast, I will leave a survey for you to create the product. And with this, let's start with pre-revolutionist Cuba and its way of economy. Cuba before the revolution was a country divided into two ideas. Some Cuban exiles remembered 1955 Cuba as a paradise, while the supporters of Castro's revolution remembered it as hell full of corrupts and poverty. The reality was that Cuba had both sides and suffered from heavy inequalities, such as the countryside people and the city people. While Cuba was rated as the fifth in per capita income of the hemisphere, had a literacy rate of 76% and the third country in life expectancy. On the other hand, the countryside lived in huge poverty, suffered from famine and had no healthcare or education. Most of this countryside was sugarcane cutters, most known as macheteros that only could work four months of the year, while the rest of the year they lived unemployed and in debt. Even so, the economy of Cuba was based on the sugar sale to the United States, which had grown dramatically on the early part of the century and formed the biggest income of Cuba. Another Cuban income was the money generated by tourists, and this income came from hotels, casinos, brothels, among other attractions that Cuba could offer. The most common were the poops, as in the United States the alcohol was forbidden. The American people went to Cuba for a drink and pass a good time. This was the reason why during this epoch Cuba got the nickname of the backyard of the United States. The political situation of Cuba was not favorable also. During this period, Fulgencio Batista was in power after his coup d'etat in 1952. But the history of this man and what he made in Cuba, it dates back to years before. Fulgencio Bautista Saldivar was known as the man or el hombre and had two different governors. One was during 1933, where he was a young sergeant that led a group of officers from the army students and labor leaders to rebel against the dictator Gerardo Manchado and finally electing himself as the Cuban president in 1940 after the conspiracy with the US ambassador for the forced resignation of the provisional president Ramon Grau San Martin. The relation between Cuba and the US comes since 1898 when the US helped Cuba fighting for its independence from Spain, making that the US keep good relations with Cuba and the rebellion from Batista 
seems like an opportunity for the United States, making the Politica del Buen Vecino with Cuba, which consisted of preferential treatment between these two countries, like in the exportation of sugar cane to the United States, privileges in the agricultural and economic centers, and the privilege for the U.S. Army bases. In 1944, Batista left power and flew to Miami, where he had one of his associates from years ago, Major Lansky, the chief of the Miami Mafia. And through this contact, the Mafia families of the United States started to make business in Cuba, evolving the, to the biggest Mafia meeting known in 1946, where Mafia chiefs like Lucky Luciano, Vito Genovense, among others who meet in the National Hotel. In 1952, Batista decided to return and retake the power of Cuba through elections. But as the elections approached and the candidacy of Batista didn't have good results, he decided to make a coup d'etat, taking by force what the Cuban elections had denied him, his power. When Batista returned to power, he decided to dissolve the constitution and make corruption prosper in the country, and looking forward to economic improvement through the impulse of tourism and casinos in Cuba, and reduced the economic dependency of the sugar exports to the US, making that the 50s in Cuba were brighter with the arrival of new hotels improvement of streets and rail tracks through the illegal commissions to the U.S. enterprises. But also Cuba grew in narcotic, prostitution and organized crime in the island, making the path for Castro's revolution. On the eve of the 31st of December 1958, Batista escaped the country with his brother and Major Lansky, as the revolution was more clear. Batista escaped to Spain, where he lived the rest of his life, while in Cuba a new government heading Fidel Castro started to form, and the dictatorship of Batista in Cuba ended. Son las cosas del amor. Tú me